Hello, we're Project 6 and we're a charity working with people in South and West Yorkshire. We deliver a range of services to support people with alcohol and other drug use to help individuals, families and communities to make meaningful and sustainable change in their well-being and you're listening to our podcast. This is a bonus episode that follows on from episode three with Simon and Tim's conversations about choice. So last year, Tim Renshaw from The Archer Project completed a 14-day sleep out at sites across Sheffield. Uh, And as well as raising awareness of rough sleeping in the city, he also shared some really interesting insights from that experience in a blog he added to each day. This is a bit more from Tim and Simon's conversation about the sleep out. Oh, and just a warning, there is use of some strong language right at the end of the episode. Thinking about this concept of walking alongside people, Tim, you recently spent two weeks sleeping out, and I I read with interest your blog, and I would encourage lots of people to do so. It's a thing of great beauty, actually. Tell us something about that two weeks. In the blogs, I say, actually, it wasn't meant to be me who, who did it, and I picked it up from somebody else. So I didn't come into 2022 thinking, this is the year I'm going to go and have some sort of experience of, yeah. of rough sleeping. But uh, actually, as it came closer, my original intention was I could use this as a vehicle for talking about the stories of rough sleeping and life on the street and the difficulties people have who are trying to move away from homelessness to start a wider conversation in the general public. And we did start a wider conversation, but not in the way that I expected, uh, because what I actually wrote about was my feelings and experiences uh, on a day-to-day basis. And that surprised me, because it wasn't a real sleep out. This is not real sleeping. But what it was, was allowing those stories to live in my head and to try and feel some of the things that people spoke to uh, me about. And, and again, there's, there's something false about that. But the emotions I experienced, I don't think were false. And so when I reflect on them back to people I know who have slept on the street, there was enough in those experiences for people to say, yes, uh, that's what we experienced. Or you've got a nub of what we experienced, now times it by 10. Uh, and some of those experiences were really quite profound, not what I expected at all. So it's still something that I'm reflecting on and learning from. And every time I have a conversation about the blogs with somebody who has lived on the street, I'm beginning to learn a few more things again. So it's quite a rich stream of reflection, really. We were just talking before about just how cold it is outside today. It's yeah. minus five. And something for me that, that you mentioned virtually every day in your blog was around the idea that you know in uh, T minus 14 days or T minus 10 days or T minus 7 days that you're going to be back uh, in the arms of your loved ones in the warm with, with food in your belly and a comfortable bed at night. What about the, the and I guess this is where the, the, the times 10 bit comes in, um, being in a position where you don't know that. 
So the thing, one of the things that struck me or really got to me, particularly towards the end uh, of the 14 days, was um, how long the days are and how sane the days are, even though there are patterns within those days. And for me, for my experience, the sort of four to five o'clock, half past five spell, I couldn't help getting into a down at that point of the day. As though the day had been quite long up to that point, and all I was looking forward to was more of the same until seven, eight o'clock, whenever it was. There was a, a day, particularly it was raining a little bit, I was walking out of town, and I just had this feeling, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I knew I was going to carry on, but listening to myself, I'd had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. Now, imagine having no choice about that. In, in a sense, I was telling myself I'd got no choice. But I, I could speak to my wife on the phone. I could put the what, whatever it was, two days' time when I was going to finish this in the frame to think that I still don't know where I'm gonna, when I'm gonna have accommodation, where that accommodation's gonna be from, how long it will be before those professionals I'm working with to get that accommodation are going to deliver that accommodation. And I think at night I would have been warm because I had equipment to be warm, but just that sense of desolation during the day and the coldness during the day and the building up in your body. I don't know how people cope with that. That, that to me, is still a mystery. How physically they cope with that temperature, but how mentally people have the, the, the will to go on and say, okay, tomorrow might be the day, tomorrow might be the day, tomorrow might, perpetually. I wrote about a woman who looked at me when I sensed that everybody else was trying to walk past me. And uh, just the, um, it's like acknowledgement. So it was really nice that she said something nice, you know, really nice that she smiled at me. But I think the feeling inside of me is I exist again. I'm not ignored. And, oh, wow, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how small to most people is that and how massive is it to Somebody sat in the shop doorway. Well, again, this is just a moment in my life that was repeated a few times. Uh, I don't know what it's like to live that, what, six months. And also to be talking to other people who are uh, reflecting the same experience. I don't know what level of animosity or feeling or whatever it is against people who just walk past that that builds up over a period of time. I do hear people say that actually, um, just to acknowledge, just to say hello, even if you're not gonna give me money or, or, or talk to me or whatever it is, just to look towards me and nod, actually that is something really quite, quite important. By the Friday evening when I'd walked out to uh, Dronfield, and it had been raining and I stood in a bush shelter when I got there because it started raining again. I was so tired. My head had changed. You know, I thought, what the hell? I don't give a damn what people think. On Sunday and Monday, I would have given a damn. That night when I went to sleep, which was again right next to the road, people walking uh, past going home from the pub. I had a tent. I put it up three times. Uh, that was one of the nights. 
once you're in a tent, you can't see what people are doing or thinking. Uh, so it's not a nice place to be, actually. I'd rather not be in the tent, but it was, it was going to rain. But again, I thought, you know what? If they come and kick the tent, I don't give a damn. I just need to get in and go to sleep. Now, that's, for it, that's six days from being really quite aware and very self-protective to a point of taking more risks about protecting myself. That really interests me, how quick that journey is. And again, put on the street longer, how you manage risk to yourself and think about your survival. What I didn't experience and what women said to me all the way through was, there will be an extra level of vulnerability from, for me as a woman. And, I, and that totally bypassed me until women started saying that. So I never felt sexually vulnerable um, in a way that, and that, that really struck me, that I just took it for granted that if there was going to be anything, it would be just physical violence or maybe somebody having a kick at me or something like that. But I sort of didn't really expect that either. You know, I, I, I know I became aware of it because I stopped taking my boots off in certain places. So, you know, so you can get up and move quickly. Or I'd put the sleeping bag around me rather than get in it so I could get up quickly. There were little things like that. And again, I still reached a point where I thought, oh, you know, sorry, I just need to sleep tonight and I need to be warm. Uh, people who have slept rough, when I started talking, having conversations, there's this thing about being disconnected from the society around you that people experience. And I experienced, I don't know how strong that experience was because it's hard to compare yourself to somebody else, but I imagine it's quite a weak experience of disconnectedness compared to other people. But uh, sitting in a place where it's expected that people can sit, and feeling totally removed from everybody else who's doing the same as you, because those people have got lives to get on with, and you don't feel as though you've got a life to get on with, is a very, very powerful experience. Uh, quite a haunting experience, because when I spoke to other people, I realized that that's a day in, day out experience. So that sense of, I am not part of this that everybody else is part of. And it got to the extent where, I, I, after the 14 days, I had a debrief with somebody with lived experience. And he pushed me to feel those the, the, the depth of those experiences. And one of them was um, walking through Millhouse's Park because I needed the loo. Where do you get the loo if you're homeless? If I'd, have, if I'd have thought about it, Sainsbury's was a much better option just, just down the road, but I didn't think about that. So walking through Millhouses Park, and there were grandparents who had picked up grandchildren uh, from school and were playing on the park. That could have been me, right? There were parents with real toddlers, uh, mainly women, mums, uh, going through. Um, and again, I've done that. And there were people having nice cups of coffee in the coffee shop, and that would have been me. And I resented every last one of them because I could not have what, at that moment in time, what they had got. And it was such a deep resentment that in my head, I know I was going, fuck off. Fuck off, the lot of you, for doing what I would normally be doing. That is such a sense of, I do not belong. hope you've enjoyed that 
I've put a link to the blog Tim wrote over the 14 days of his sleep out in the description of this episode. If you're liking the series so far, make sure you follow us on wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. These are quick listens, so if you've heard anything interesting, please share and tell other people about us. And we'll speak to you next time. Thank you.